news everyone Jesus is alive and well this is Glenn Raglan educational and transformational ministries great ministries welcome to this week's podcast let's pray father God we thank you again for today's podcast we continue to pray for our country we pray for peace we pray for our elected officials we continue to pray for the eradication of COVID-19 we pray that your word will go forward It will not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do. In the name of Jesus, amen. Today I want to talk about the effect that God's love has on the attributes that he has for us. God's love is the groundwork for the attributes he wants to share with us, called commutable attributes. He wants to share those with us so we can share his love with others. God sets the example of how to love while his creation loves with emotion. Think about this concept for just a moment. God hates sin, yet loves the sinner. God absolutely loves his creation. Romans 5 and 8 teaches, But God demonstrates his own love towards us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. My friends, if God can love us at our worst, then we are supposed to take his example and apply it to our fellow man and woman. 1 John 4 and 8 says, He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Let's look at how God's love is manifested in his commutable attributes. The first attribute I want to discuss is the goodness of God. The goodness of God is exponentially multiplied because of the love of God. Jeremiah 31 and 12 proclaims, Therefore they shall come and sing at the height of Zion, streaming to the goodness of the Lord. For wheat and new wine and oil for the young of the flock for the herd their soul shall be like a well-watered garden and they shall sorrow no more at all folks that is a perfect picture of the goodness of god that he wants to bestow on us why because of his great love for us jesus shows god's example of love in matthew 5 verses 44 and 45 teaching but i say to you love your enemies Bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and the unjust. My Christian companions, God's mercy flows from his goodness, which flows from his love. As sinners, we deserve to be punished for our sins, but due to God's love for us, He extends mercy to those who deserve to be penalized. The next attribute is God's graciousness. God is gracious because he is love. To be gracious means to favor, to show compassion, to show kindness to an inferior. Isaiah 30 verse 18 says, Therefore the Lord will wait that he may be gracious to you, and therefore he will be exalted that he may have mercy on you. For the Lord is a God of justice, Blessed are all those who wait on him. My Christian friends, we have done nothing to deserve God's grace. It's unmerited. We can't be good enough to earn it, and we can't be bad enough to forfeit it. What is so amazing about God's grace is that he is gracious all the time, even when we are disobedient. Ephesians chapter 1 verses 7 and 8 says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound towards us in all wisdom and prudence, 
Brothers and sisters, the riches of God's grace is that He accepts the sacrifice of His own Son as payment for our sins. That's how much He loves us. Listen to what the Lord says to Moses in number 6, verses 23 through 26. Speak to Aaron and his son, saying, This is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. These words were set to music, entitled The Lord Bless You and Keep You, and served as a benediction song for the school choir I sang in, the Harlan Boys Choir. When we finished the song, the audience was filled with tears, not because of our singing, but because of the words. Just as the Lord has been gracious to us, we should be gracious to others. We are all made in God's image and in need of a Savior. Let's look at all men and women the way God looks at us. God's holiness is another attribute, and it sets him apart from his creation, yet he wants us to strive for holiness. Anything God touches, he makes holy. Holy ground, holy Sabbath, holy place, and for us, holy men and women. Why does God want sinful men and women to be holy? Because 1 Peter 1 and 16 says, Be holy, for I am holy. If he didn't want us to be holy, he would not have said these words. So you may ask, how am I to be holy? God's original intention was for mankind to experience and receive holiness. But with sin penetrating to the core of our being, we are separated until we are touched by the Holy Spirit and given grace to be able to live with God forever. God sanctifies us or sets us apart for himself and makes us holy. Holy men and women set the example. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 11 and 1, imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. Another attribute is God's righteousness which is sometimes referred to as his justice. It may be difficult to see the love of God in his righteousness, but stay with me. When I say that God is just, we are saying that he always does what is right. His righteousness is part of his holiness, and since he cannot tolerate sin, he is just in his dealings with us. He will act according to his nature, and God sets the standard, not you or I. David writes in Psalm 7 17, I will praise the Lord according to his righteousness, and I will sing praise to the name of the Lord Most High. Psalm 50 and 6 continues, Let the heavens declare his righteousness, for God himself is judge. Also, Psalm 103 and 6 says, The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. Friends, God's love of his people and his righteousness is found in Isaiah 54 17. It says, No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. Folks, the servants of God are made this promise that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. These are weapons of the enemy, Satan, and God loves his servants so much that he will not allow any weapon Satan uses to prosper. Notice I said his servants. Are you one of God's servants? When Jesus taught Matthew 6.33, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you, he was teaching on love in proper order. First, we are to love the kingdom of God. As Christians, 
our thoughts should be consumed with the kingdom. Second, we are to love God's righteousness or his way of doing things. When justice is perverted and Christians are silent, it is not the way God does things. A silent Christian who witnesses injustice confirms the injustice. Third, we are to love the things God wants to add to us. Not necessarily wealth and long life, but fellowship with him in his kingdom. Finally, God's wisdom is another attribute. The wisdom of God is breathed on the books of Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Song of Solomon. These last few months have confirmed that there is a large percentage of mankind who have skipped over the books of wisdom based on their activity. To have wisdom is to have the ability to apply knowledge to everyday life. It has come to light that many people are lacking both wisdom and knowledge, and everyday life has become a struggle. God is all-wise, yet he loves to impart his wisdom to his children. Solomon asked God for wisdom and knowledge in 2 Chronicles 1 and 10. What have you asked God for? Proverbs are full of wise sayings. They are God's commutable attributes written in plain sight for those who are wise enough to read them. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the attributes you share with us. May we receive them to become more like your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. God will share his attributes with you, but only through his son, Jesus Christ, and the perfect sacrifice that he has made. If you haven't done that, you can do that now. I invite you to find a good Bible teaching church, send your prayer requests as well as your praise reports to hello at greatministries.org. Please continue to pray for Great Ministries and share us with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and the unsaved. This ministry is supported by friends like you. If you'd like to donate to us, go to greatministries.org and click on the Donate button. We'd love to hear from you. Write to us at P.O. Box 1654, Lilburn, Georgia, 30048. Or call us at 678-693-2204. Stay safe, be blessed, and have a great week.